Yo. I see my name up in light. Go hard or go home. No slacking in my sector. Just forget about the fortune. Forget about the fame. Speak your truth and let that be the reason they remember your name. Coming up tonight on Match Wrestling. There's a new title in WWE? I wouldn't say so. It's fucking, it's the same thing. But King of the Mic officially begins with two opening matches. And there's been two huge announcements for Forbidden Door. Huge matches, dream matches. And the internet's already bitching. But it's Thursday, so you know what that means. The captain has a huge announcement. But it's about the group MVP. Ooh. Like I said, it's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 431. This is your captain speaking, and I am joined, of course, by El Jefe, Moses Marquez. Top of the morning, big dog. Top of the goddamn morning. So, uh, we'll get into the opening bell in just a moment, but speaking of bells, make sure you click that subscribe button on youtube.com slash maxwrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to visit maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com for all your Max Wrestling needs. Opening bell this week is Roman's yellow bell. It's not even gold. It's yellow. Yellow. Chimney Christmas. Um, it, it's the McDonald's championship. That's who, whoever said that. And I've seen it on the internet. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I said last week that it, I, or I think it was like last week or something like that. It, it, it looks exactly like Snoop Dogg's. Snoop Dogg's looks more gold than Roman's does. Yes. I mean, it is more gold. I would rather it look like that. And I mean, all gold, gold strap, gold. Okay, fine. You know what? Fine. Gold the shit balls out of it. No, instead, they kind of just want what they used to have. They had a Mm -hmm. WWE championship and they had the World Heavyweight Championship. And it's like, so you just made that one gold. Hmm. If they'd have introduced this design originally in, what was it, 2015, I don't think it'd be that bad. I think it's the fact that it's the same goddamn design. We have recycled the same design with minor tweaks since 2012. Amir's favorite number. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you, I mean, we can count the women's too, because all they really do is change the name on it, but it's the same design they've used for that. So they've used this design, Mm -hmm. this exact design now for five, championships yep um it's bad i want to whoever came up with this design i want to know what he has over vince right what do you know because vince has been sued he's been to court he's been threatened with jail time and he's still using this goddamn design what do you know but tell us what you know bud (laughs) what has been so afraid of that's worse than what he's been accused of already people know he likes ketchup on the stick (laughs) shit that wasn't supposed to get out i don't fucking know he doesn't chew hot dogs. Wait, what? Whoa, hey. That's not surprising. Don Callis doesn't, according to the fan sign last night. That was a perfect sign, by the way. <laughs> the perfect sign. But I, I seriously, we all got a little bit excited, I think, when they announced there was going to be a new championship 
to replace oh, well, the WWE slash Universal. And then Triple H whips off the cloth and it's, are you shitting me? That it's fucking a, design again? They, they, they told the dude, hey, color. They told the bill guy, you got 24 hours to make it. Uh, there you go. They, they literally took the WWE Championship and clicked invert colors. That's it. That's it. Look, Vince. Genius. Genius. I love it. You There's what? so many custom designs that people have come up with that are so much better. There's not even recycled Winged Eagle. There's Winged Eagle tributes out there that look so much better oh. than this. There's so many of them out there, too. So many different versions. People are mad creative when it's come down to these belts. I mean, we've had all these years to play with them, so... Right. But it, all the fun, you couldn't steal somebody's idea. You couldn't pay. Hey, let me. Can, can we give you a nod on television? Give you like ten grand and take your fucking belt idea. Okay. I mean, let's look at the at the world heavyweight championship, the one that they had just debuted or what have you. It's way better. You know what I mean? Way better yeah. than we were like at first. Yes, it gave everybody a weird eh, because the very first thing you notice is the giant WWE or the giant you know two W the big ass logo. Yeah. Just like but slapped in the middle. If you ignore, if you can try to ignore it or at least get past it, that's a nice looking belt. It's much better than some of the shit we've seen. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the IC title, but whatever, it's it original. works. Exactly, it's original. The US belt has grown on me. You know, the big giant weird looking plate, it's grown on me. But this company has made fucking just beautiful belts before. What the fuck are we doing? Like, I can't stop thinking about the NXT UK title. That is, is such <sighs> glorious, go, like, gloriousness. Are you kidding me? Like, as a kid, no, you got to go back to those days. Yes, it was all about the superstar holding the belt. But maybe if you make it so fucking cool, like, undeniably cool, everybody has to have it. Though. Like, it's already at that point now. Where people are so obsessed with having the championship belt, there's pro athletes with the world heavyweight championship because that's the only one that looks like a real belt. Yeah. <laughs> they hate the giant W and the teams get it and they're like, hey, you take a picture with it. I'm not keeping that. <laughs> but it's got your logo on the side place. Yeah, but you look at it and all you see is this giant fucking WWE logo. Now give me that fucking gold thing. I'll take that. Ric Flair. That's the first thing they'll say. You mentioned the NXT UK title. It was the exact same shape as the current WWE title, but they actually did something different with the plate. Exactly. And it's, it's not, not a giant-ass WWE logo. You could you could literally have, like, glow a globe and whatever, all kinds of bullshit inside of there and literally put the WWE logo on top like you fucking used to, and the belts would be a bazillion times better. A bazillion yeah. times. I hate this concept that you have to look very closely to see which championship it is because it says in very small print underneath the giant-ass WWE logo because that takes up the whole front plate. Crazy small. Uh, I know Impact have a big logo in the middle, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. overtake the entire design. UFC obviously have the logo in the middle, but again, it doesn't take up the whole friggin' plate. No, but then again... um... Like the you, I used to, when you talk about the UFC. I like their original belt that they had. I like that one better. But I mean, yeah. you're you're right. It's it was that one is a bold design, and it's you know, and it looks that way, and the and the letters kind of just blend in. It's yeah. not big big logo. Everything else, it's decent belt. 
that's built around the logo. Okay, I could fuck with that. And even AEW, they got a big ass logo in the middle of their belt, but they got this crazy design all around it. Yeah, it, it, but look at the size of it. Look at the shape of it. This is a unique belt. It's everything else <laughs> you can notice first besides the big ass logo. Because you already know that we're, I think we're accustomed to the, we're going to look for a big ass logo, but not yeah. one that takes up the whole motherfucking schmeck gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, every, back in the day, every championship in WWE looked different. Yes, dude. And nice. the oval intercontinental title had the logo in the middle, but it was pretty small. It was tiny. And you could still see like banners that says intercontinental, whatever. That's the thing that I miss. If they all lined up. Look. Like that. Banners. If all the champions from like 99 lined up, you could differentiate them all just by looking at the titles from a distance. I see. Tag team, mm-hmm. European. They all line up these days. And it's like, okay, they've all got the same oh, belt. That's God, the women's. That's the WWE. If we're going to debut another new set of fucking belts, it needs to be the tag team. I am sick God, and tired yeah. of looking at the dimes. Those I'm things have been out the his ass for 13 years. 13. Oh, that's that's the, not fair. That, the, gr- compared the Greek to what, coin belts. Compared to what we had in the 90s, that's not fair. Or, I mean, that no, those belts lasted all the way into the 2000s, into the fucking, um, uh, well past the witch. Well, no, I'm trying to think. When do they change? Oh, uh, like the world tag team titles? Um, yeah. 2003? Really? I think they had that? the new design, and then SmackDown came up with the SmackDown tag team titles that were very similar to the old world tag team titles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think you're right. Wait. Can't read them. Who who would have thought we could do like a ten minute segment on belts? Well, you know that's 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 oh WWE's ugly belts. <laughs> well, pff, there's a lot of them there. Man, let's keep it funky. <laughs> we can shit on the E's, but there are some bad ones out there. Yeah, I said last week WWE have announced that they're going to have a new championship design, and I'm just getting ready for the internet to melt down. And meltdown we did, not because mm-hmm. it was an ugly new design, because it was the same old shit design. Yep. Even if you would have came out with something original that would have gotten a mixed reaction, at least it would have been original. Hey, yeah. Well, at different. least they tried. Yeah, thank you. That they haven't even going, tried. No, that's the worst thing this, about it. You've got the same creative guy who has been working from home since COVID, and he's supposed to be back in the office a year ago, but somebody's still paying him. What What they've done with the WWE title is literally what Mick Foley did in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Hey, wait, you've been eliminated. Yep. Yeah, but it's a different costume. <laughs> but I look different. Right. So, so I'm different. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry, what? I don't know how many people out there watching Practical Jokers. Half of them are big wrestling fans, by the way. But um, they did this segment where you were going through this open day and you had to go past the receptionist as many times as you could in different outfits before they called you out as the same person. That's what they do with the WWE championships. No, no, send it back out there. See if they get mad. <laughs> okay, now go out wearing this. Oh, Terrible. Um, I mean, it looked okay around Roman's waist. It, you know, he it, can carry it well. But it, again, right. it's just lazy designing. We're at a point right now where it's like, sure, it works for Roman, but is it going to work for anybody else? Yeah, I mean... Maybe they should have waited until Cody eventually wins it to come up with a new design because I'm sure he'll go for... Well, 
I know he doesn't have much say in it, but he'll probably prefer something old school. Please. He's he was the guy that brought back the IC title, the square oh, one. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody has the power, it should be a guy who's already done it once on television. I'm just maybe, saying. Maybe that was a deal. Triple H wants to bring back the World Heavyweight title. I want it to look kind of like the World Heavy, you know, my belt, Vince. Okay, but we're going to have a new WWE title. That's exactly the same. Fine. Hopefully somebody can convince him to change it. Yeah. All right. Um. So before we go back in time, let's get our first of two King of the Mic first round matches this week. Remember, this year the King of the Mic tournament is TV rules, which means the winner is not decided by votes or judges. It is the closest to five minutes. No gimmicks, no camera cuts, no special effects. Uh, so for the first time since 2021, up first is a newcomer versus a veteran. Chris Reed makes his debut against Cypher. Um, we know virtually nothing about Chris. He's brand new to this. Um, and we've watched Cypher evolve over the past few years. So let's see how it plays out. MDO, baby. Chris Reed, and as you probably don't know, I am the newest active member of your roster. Now, there are two reasons of why I here, of why I am here, but we'll get to the second one in a minute. The first reason why I am here is because I can contribute to this show, to your brand, to your roster. <laughs> And more importantly, to your champions. And I know what you're thinking. How can I contribute to all of those? Especially to your champions. Well, the answer to that is simple. You see, a certain friend of mine told me that you have all these champions in your roster. But you don't have the championships to prove it. Well, that's where I come in. Now, I will admit this will take some time for me to do it, but nonetheless, I can get it done. You see, I can go to this website called UndisputedBelts.com where I can contribute, where I can make custom-made championships for all our champions. That also includes the TV champion, the world champion, the tag team champions, which I'm not going to lie, it will probably take the longest. And I can also contribute to the prediction champions as well, whoever that may be. And if you don't want to take my word for it, I got the gold to prove it. But we'll have a little bit of discussion about that another time. Now, which brings me to my second reason of why I am here. 
The reason why I am here is because I am officially entering the king of the mic tournament. And I was told that my first opponent is Corey Coulter. Now, Corey, no offense to you, man. I wish the best of luck to you. And I can't wait to hear your response. Because you see, Corey, while you've been doing this for a long time, I think it's about time you should step aside and let the young and let the young talent give a world. Now I have great respect for you, and I've seen what you do, and I see what you're capable of. But let's see how you stand up against me. Now I do wish the best of luck to you against me. But that doesn't mean I'm going to make this easy on you. Because you see, Corey, I'm looking to become champion. I'm looking to become not just a champion, but a king. As in, the king of the mic. Champion. Not only am I looking forward to become the king of the mic, but I am also looking to become the first ever dual champion by winning both the King of the Mic and by winning the Prediction Championship. And oh yeah, by the way, Max, if you want to talk to me about the whole championship thing, I'm your guy for that source. Now, with all that being said, Corey, I know you got a lot on your mind of what you want to say to me. And I will be waiting for your response. But, rest assured, I will not stop. If I want to make my mark, this is where I all begin. The ball is now in your court, Corey. I'll be waiting to hear your response. So I wish the best of luck to you, Corey. But just remember one thing, and no offense to your to all the champions of Max of Max Wrestling Podcast. I have the gold. Oh, you didn't know? MDO for life. <laughs>
I don't respect that. See, you're starting at the top of the food chain. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe you, I don't believe you deserve that. Like, you may flip burgers and fry fries and take people's orders, but sir, this ain't McDonald's. This is promo competition, king of the mic. And you got to be able to talk that talk and walk that walk, son. I don't think you're ready for that. Now, granted, when I was a newcomer, I was excited. I was nervous. I was scared. I wanted to make new friends. But you're not going to make no new friends here smiling all the damn time, kid. You got to be rough and tough. You got to be ready to go to war with anybody that steps in your way. And unfortunately for you, you're going to war against me. Cypher. Now, me and you, we come from the same hometown. Me and you, we sort of know each other. But see, what you don't know is that you're going against somebody who really has nothing left to lose. Like, I've been ready since they announced this. Now, granted, will you beat me? No. Will you try your best? Absolutely. I encourage you to try your best. I mean, hell. I mean, I... Expect you to try the minimum wage amount. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm sorry, but still, no, you're not. You're not gonna get past me now. I got past Ted my first go around, and I gotta say, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Ted didn't make it on. Didn't make it easy on me, and I'm not about to make it easy on you. Period. So take my words of advice and run while you can. Because this right here is for the big boys. And you still in diapers, kid. So I'm just saying, this ain't for the faint of heart. We don't need you wetting your pants in front of the thousands of thousands of Max. You know what I'm saying? So let me just keep it real with you. Let me be frank. No way, Jose. You need to reconsider a lot. You need to reconsider your thoughts process. You need to reconsider how you want to go about it. We could be cordial, we could be gangster, it don't matter. But you're going against me. And I'm not a bad guy, but I also don't take no shit. Like, I could serve you with a smile, or I could serve you with a closed fist. Either way, it's totally fine. But you've got to remember, they put you up against me for a reason. They want to see if you can make the cut. And this is more than just competition. This is a way of life. So I'm telling you now, kid. You better bring something epic and heavy to the table. Because if you don't, you're going to get left behind. And your first, your first promo is not going to get looked at. And get left in the wind before, you know, you're going to get, you're just going to get left behind before anybody else knows your name. You're going to be a who instead of a wow. Instead of wow, he's great to be like, who is that? But like I said, we'll see what you got because you are going against me. And I don't plan to make it easy on you, so. Bring your cowboy boots, your cowboy hat. Bring all the posse. Get all the friends you can get. 
because this ass whooping is real. And I come to collect my dues. I'm already claiming king of the mic, and I ain't going to let you and nobody else take it from me. Y'all have a good night now. Congratulations to Chris. Literally two seconds difference. Um, that's how you make a debut, I guess. Um, personally, I felt Cypher delivered an excellent promo and showed extreme confidence in himself. But it's the clock that counts. And hey, even Kenny Omega loses sometimes. Shit happens, big man. Um, but very interesting dynamic from Chris. I guess he's a bit of an entrepreneur in this. Um, offering new, speaking of new belts, offering new belts and everything. Mm-hmm. That's how we work out here. We are here uh, offering options to the people. That's how the MDO works. Options. Now, uh, we're taking a trip through the annals of time with this week in wrestling history. June 2nd, 2004, oh, no. at the 100th TNA Weekly pay-per-view, the first ever King of the Mountain match took place, where Jeff Jarrett became a three-time NWA World Champion, defeating AJ Styles, Chris Harris, Raven, and the champion, Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth. Fucking um, course, Jarrett won. And this was the longest of Jarrett's six reigns as he held the title for 305 days. Gross. <laughs> Uh, June 3rd, 1991 It's not very often we go to the early 90s Steve Austin defeated Bobby Eaton For the WCW TV title And he held the gold For 329 days Which actually makes him The longest reigning TV champion In post-NWA history uh, And fifth overall In WCW Dude, stunning Steve Austin, David Damn right Uh, June 3rd, 2007 Another Bobby Bobby Lashley defeated Durag McMahon in a street fight to win his second ECW championship. However, he was forced to vacate the title just a week after when he was drafted to Raw. Um, The vacant title was then infamously supposed to be won by Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, it went to John Morrison. June 5th, 2019, at the Best of the Super Juniors final, John Moxley defeated Juice Robinson to win the IWGP US title for the first time. Uh, again, he was forced to vacate the title 130 days later when travel issues stopped him from defending at King of Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I believe there was a hurricane involved. Yep. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of vacancies. Vacating titles this week, I've just noticed in the history. June 6, 1993, Shawn Michaels won the Intercontinental Championship for the second time, defeating his old partner, Marty Jannetty, on a house show. Michaels was also forced to vacate 113 days later, when he failed to defend within 30 days, but in reality, Michaels was suspended for testing positive for steroids. That goddamn Shawn. Yeah, this this was this was naughty Sean before he was born again. Naughty Sean. Playgirl. There we go. <laughs> uh June seventh, also June seventh in twenty twenty at NXT Takeover in Your House, Io Shirai defeated Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to win the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. And I think she's like the fifth or sixth longest reigning NXT women's champion. Felt longer. Did. 
Honestly, really she held it for a long time. Um, again on June 7th, this time in 2021, Shingo Takagi defeated Okada at Dominion to win the IWGP World Championship, previously vacated by an injured Will Ospreay. Um, Takagi's 211-day reign is the longest of this version of the title. Yeah, fucking weird-looking belt. Yeah, that fucking golden butterfly thing. Uh, it works, I guess. I mean, Osprey really likes it. He's like the biggest fan of that belt. <laughs> I, I, sure. I mean, I guess. I don't know. That, it, it, it looks like a will thing. It looks like a will kind of thing. <laughs> and finally, today in history, on June 8th, 2009, at TNA Slammiversary, AJ Styles defeated Kurt Angle in a classic, which I believe involved Kurt somersaulting off the stage. And Samoa Joe defended the NWA World Championship in a King of the Mountain match against Booker T, Christian Cage, Rhino, and Robert Roode. Nice. Um, I remember the poster for this was awful because they took a picture of Joe holding his fist towards the camera and then superimposed the belt underneath. Like, just take a picture of him with the belt. He's the cha- he's literally a champion. Right? Like, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> How cheap are you, TNA? Fair. But that is all your history this week. Now, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's see if y'all can get there before I do. If I do not get the, guess the identity of this wrestler in two minutes, I'm cutting a 60-second promo at the end of the show. It's time to guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Who is it? Who the hell is it? Guess the wrestler. He's the wrestler. Better, Better than, than all the wrestlers. wrestlers. All right, there's a lot of title history in TNA, so I'm going to kick it off with NWA. Uh, one-time NWA National Champion and one-time North American Tag Team Champion. North American? Jesus And a one-time World Tag Team Champion in NWA. Okay. Um, also, MWA Heavyweight Champion once. Uh, on NWA Shockwave, he is a Cyberspace Tag Team Champion. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> OVW, he was a one-time heavyweight champion and a one-time national heavyweight champion. And then we got a bunch of titles in uh, TNA. So, seven-time tag team champion in TNA, one-time world champion, uh, seven-time NWA tag team champion in TNA, so technically 14-time tag team champion. Who the fuck? (laughs) Big tag team guy, as you can tell. Uh, Alex Shelley? No, um, he won the TNA World Cup in 2013, the Tag Team Championship Series in 2010, the Joker's Wild in 2013, uh, Gauntlet for the Gold in 2002. Or no, pause. Uh, Bully Ray? No. Uh, let's see what else we got. Tag Robert Team of Roo? the Year in 2005. Um, sure Bobby Roode? Magnus? No, but... You're close. Uh, also won Tag Team of the Year in 2009 for the Baltimore Sun. Ram? Uh, no, I believe he only ever made one appearance in NXT as a one-off. Before going back to uh, Impact. Uh, no, uh, not Alex Shelley. Who the fuck was Alex Shelley's partner? Uh, had a brief stint in New Japan in 2009 to 2011. There's the time. You were so That's close it. when you said Bobby Roode. Who the it's fuck? James Storm. 
oh son of a bitch <laughs> i kept thinking too i was like who's the fucking cowboy all right that's fine he did have that one-off fucking match he did that bastard that's fine i'll cut a promo and goddamn cowboy <laughs> Uh, other awards oh, worst worked match of the year in 2006 that was the CNA reverse battle royal we don't we don't talk about that we don't, we don't talk about that. um and also worst worked match of the year in 2007 a that's bad six sides of steel blindfold match against chris harris what in the fuck and people give me shit about wcw okay <laughs> what the fuck but yeah, big tag team guy also won tag team of the year in 2003 and 2004 with Chris Harris. Um, and like I said, 2009 with Bobby Roode, which was, of course, beer money. Beer money. Damn. Yeah, 14-time tag team champion in Impact, 7 TNA, 7 NWA. <whistles> and then he also won the NWA World Tag Team titles in the NWA with Eli Drake, who, of course, now is LA Knight. That guy's old as fuck. What the hell's Joe doing now? No, uh, Joe Storm doing now. Last I heard, he was back in OVW in 2022. Is right. OVWs? Okay. I didn't know OVW was even still a thing. <laughs> okay, so a promo at the end of the show against Cowboy James Storm. Coming for you. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us, and head to the website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. That's right. Still coming down tonight, we got the second King of the Mic opening match as Ted Pedernero squares off against Beer Plus AEW. Yeah. Uh, but first, it's time for stupid shit people say online. This is shit Mark say. I'll just got quit. OMG. Eggplant emoji. WTF. Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead. LOL. Peach emoji. Shit marks. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Oh, boy. What, 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 how has TikTok been this week? Oosie or not Oosie? So, we're Oosie, but um, last week I talked about our, our man White Chocolate. And he had been on the ultimate of hiatuses, which was very, very nice. Everything was good in the world. Uh, all was fine. And then all of a sudden, I got into my posting stuff and doing my stuff. And all of a sudden, I get a random notification. And I'm like, huh? Somebody replied to a comment I fucking did all the way back in goddamn January. Well, all it really was is it turned out to be that white chocolate is back. And uh, he just wanted to let everybody know that uh, the only reason why AEW is going to get some ratings is because Punk is back. And I pointed out to him in very simple words, they barely sold out Chicago. Nowhere else's impact has come from the name of Punk. There has been no other garner of ticket sales because of the name Punk. None. So shut the fuck up. That's uh, all I got this week. Other than that, everything's been good. Um, I do want to give a shout out to um, Brian with the random stuff or Brian from the randoms, whatever. He's brand new to the TikTok thing. He's gotten bigger, but he's asking all the really good wrestling questions. He's been trying to help people be not as judgmental, but try to remember the good times. Like he made me remember the good times of Jim Cornette as a manager, not as a beat writer. But, you know, we all know how he is now. 
But back in the day, he was an excellent manager, you know, top tier dude. Dealt, you know, dealt with guys like Midnight Express, you know, Rock and Roll Express, uh, fucking Owen Hart, Yoko Zuna, Bridge Bulldog. You know what I mean? He long list of cats, and he was an excellent manager back in the day. You know, but you know, big big shout out to Brian. All right. Um, dude, I don't have an awful lot either, but I'm not going to change the name of this one because everybody knows who he is. His name is Dutch Mansell. Yeah, 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 douchebag. Uh, yo, I loved him as Zeb Coulter, and he was great back in the day. But yes, he's become days, such a douche, giant douche. He's a, he he's literally up there with Bischoff. Um, Dutch said, "The Fiend." I don't even know if he was a heel or a babyface. Well, he was a tweener, but okay. Uh, I never saw the purpose of him. He never drew any money. I don't think he's gonna sell tickets. Was the Fiends not the highest merch seller at one point? I was gonna say he drew some money. He drew a lot of money, even those shitty ass skin belt replica things that was literally just a mask stretched out. Bugs. People Don't bought that. Bugs. Don't forget the bugs. <laughs> there was bugs on it. People Bro, bought... he still made money. He still made money. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that like we have to emphasize. The cat made money. You know what I'm saying? He drew. He drew. Whether was, he was shit or not, he drew. He wasn't shit to begin with. Literally, no. I think everything went downhill after Goldberg. Well, fuck yeah. It's the Goldberg effect. But up it's until the, that point, he was selling t-shirts, masks, um, puppets. I was going to say, Goldberg has had that effect on anything he's touched since fucking 99. Yeah. Just... Well, no, I'd say... nine. When, when, did, when did Hart go over? 97, 98? That's when. Ninety-seven, I think. Yeah. Um. Dutch, I thought you were better than that. Um, but we do have a couple. Um, so first up, oh wait, it's just this beard. Oh, there it is. Um, first up, oh man, what the fuck can I call this dude? I love when we have to come up with names on the spot. Um, I mean. The tweet is so brain dead, I can't even come up with it. It's fried my brain. Um, brain fry. But for somebody with Rhino as a profile picture, I would expect a much better opinion than this. I so somebody that. tweeted out, three months into WWE ECW, and we had these four matches. Batista versus Big Show, Ric Flair versus Big Show, Big Show versus DX, Undertaker versus Big Show. Um, and Why the do dude, we give a fuck? The dude who... Seems to be an impact ECW gatekeeper says it was actually good though. WWE preserved ECW's legacy and made it a bigger property than Paul Heyman ever could have. They're using it better than how AEW is tarnishing Ring of Honor's legacy. I beg your pardon. First of all, AEW is getting more eyes on Ring of Honor than it has in years. I beg your pardon. Second of all, WWE did fucking nothing to preserve ECW's legacy. They brought legacy. it back as a glorified Sunday night heat. There was a zombie. Yeah, there was a Don't zombie Sam zombie. Man beat the shit out of. Like, come on, bruv. <laughs> they, no, no. And then we're going to shit on Ring of Honor. Has Ring of Honor ever been a two-hour show in its fucking history? Nope. I don't think so. Has fucking Ring of Honor ever been on a streaming platform? I don't think so. Primetime TV? Primetime prime TV? I don't think so. Have they had, you know, a, you know, 
Have they finally come to the West Coast? I don't think I've ever seen fucking Ring of Honor on the West Coast. I swear to God. I mean that when I say that, when the when the heat of Ring of Honor was going on and I was trying to get tickets when there was, you know, when El Generico and, and Kevin uh, Kevin Steen, you know, Davey Richards, all them cats, Jim Cornette, they had never come to the West Coast. They weren't a West Coast. I went to a fucking Ring of Honor pay-per-view in L.A. So, again, what in the hell are you talking about? They have They have gotten... Way bigger under the watchful eye of Tony Khan. Is Tony Khan ripping lines and making matches? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't either, because he's keeping the brand alive. He's not revamping it, putting shitty people on there. He's not making it a developmental brand. He's not pushing one guy at the big show and all this other bullshit. He's actually got people there. He signed talent that would have just floundered on the indies that he's helping get over. He's helped make a handful of stars already in Ring of Honor. Look at fucking Willow Nightingale for crying out loud. She's over as shit. And she's a, a, a regular on Ring of Honor. When she shows up on AEW, the fucking place goes bananas. You're going to look at fucking Wheeler. Look at Danny Garcia. Look at how much fucking better they got because of winning the pure title in Ring of Honor. Because they got the flourish and the Ring of Honor rules. Claudio Castanoli, the fucking Ring of Honor champion. Like, come on, dude. That's that's literally, you're literally living in a life filled with blinders. And it's just all bad. It's all bad, man. And what was the other part? Uh, WWE made it, like, bigger than Paul Lehman ever did. Nobody even ever talks about WWE ECW. But they do Nobody. talk about ECW back in the they day. Talk about the original ECW, the one company that was the hardcore taste, but yet somehow, some way, still was in a competitive range with the mega hot WWF WCW battle. They were still a huge population for the hardcore for the ECW. Old ECW couldn't be ignored. No, dude. Way more. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I must say, yeah, you hit your nail on the head perfectly to where, to where they couldn't be ignored, where they started showing up randomly on WWF television to make you want to go watch them more so. Way more than any revamped it. I mean, if anything, you could say one night, you know, was the one night? Uh, one night stand was good. One night stand, thank you. You know, you could say that was a success. That was the only, I can agree with that, and I won't, and I won't argue that at all, but to say that them bringing back that television show was a, uh, uh, what, what did he say? A, a, he did a better job than Paul Heyman? You're so fucking ripped on. Tony Khan's coked. I swear to God, bro. ECW on sci-fi was the drizzling shits. Oi. Wet Even shit, Paul boy. Heyman said, I'm out of here. It, exactly. So you can get in the bin. Up next, we have Paul. Bunch of numbers. I love these guys. Bunch of numbers. I hope. Couldn't even be bothered to come up with a username. Just that's my name, and there's a bunch of numbers. Um, you're gonna love this one. Responding to the announcement of Brian versus Okada says, "Oh fuck me." You can you can see exactly where this is going. It's not a dream yeah. match, though, is it? For fuck's sake, James Ellsworth is more well known than Okada. Ooh, there was a time. In a place where people didn't know 
guys like Antonio Noki, guys like the Ultimo Dragon, you know, fucking black black tiger, motherfucker, black, motherfucker, don't know black tiger, you know, what I'm like there was to say that you don't know that James Ellsworth is more recognizable than Okada proves to me that you are not. And that's what this comes out to be. This is, and now understand this part. And this is where all the heat's going to come from. And I'm going to have to go on TikTok in a bit and start doing this shit. Cause I already, I've already got people on my shit too with it. <laughs> this is what forbidden door two is. It is fantasy booking for the pro wrestling fan. You WWE schnerds that want, Big fanfare and a fucking massive entrance with the girl in the smoke show to quote fucking MJF Adam Cole the whole nine. You want entertainment and that's fine. You go and you enjoy your entertainment, but I assure you this there you James Ellsworth, his popularity doesn't hold a fucking candle to half to a quarter of what Okada is popularity wise in Japan and not just Tokyo, and not just Osaka, not just Hiroshima, the entire fucking country of Japan. Oh, wait, no, he's over in all of Asia. Oh, no, wait, he's over in all of Asia and Europe. Oh, is there Australia in there, too? Are you, this is, and this is why, like, deep down, and I really do, and, I, and I'm saying this, and I can already feel like, and not even like a hate thing, but I mean it like this as a pro fucking wrestling fan, and I mean it, because I'm getting upset about this shit. This is where I need Vince to open the fucking doors. I need you to stop being so goddamn fucking he's egotistical. Let people understand this is wrestling. This is is it sports entertainment at the end of the day? Sure. But this, everything around us, this is wrestling. The Antonio Inokis that came in and helped fucking shape this company alongside cats like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage and all these other motherfuckers. When we brought in Vader from Japan after he left WCW, all these cats, like... Do some history, bro. Do watch one video. Watch one video. Give yourself five minutes of Okada. Give yourself five minutes of Okada. Hell, you can't do that. 90 seconds will do it. And I'm not fucking joking. I'm not playing. 90 seconds will get you for Okada. You can watch his fucking entrance from the goddamn first forbidden door and just realize how over he is. Did he not get a deafening pop when he walked down the dynamite right. last year? Oh my God, are you, did the, the place blew the fuck up, blew the, and then it blew up even more at the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Even more. It's, how do you, it's, because it's Okada. It's because it is that big time international star. It used to be a fucking mega deal when you used to hear about the the best American wrestler versus the best Japanese wrestler. It used to fucking quake the world. Ric Flair against Antonio Inoki. Hulk Hogan, Antonio Inoki. You know, fucking all these other cats. It used to shake the world. Hell, fucking Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki shook the world. You know, but no, but no, but... This guy is the modern day Antonio Inoki. That's what Okada is. He is the modern day Antonio Inoki. I used to say he's a modern day Ric Flair. He's surpassed that. Well, I wouldn't say surpassed it. He's more he's more Inoki than anybody else. But he's he's just so fucking big that this is this is a mega dream. This could literally be 
the greatest professional wrestling match anybody ever sees, ever. Because of the two men in it. Yeah. And meanwhile, this guy is just like, who the fuck's Okada? Tell me you only watch WWE without telling me. And Sign language, baby. With two lions as your display picture, you should be fucking ashamed that you don't know who Okada is. Come on, dude. Literally the symbol of New Japan, dude. It's not just that. It's 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 the fact that E drones refuse to look outside the box, but the fucking sad reality is all your goddamn little stars that you love so much were fucking huge in Japan. Look at AJ. Look at Finn. Look at it. Look at fucking Kevin and Sammy. Come on, dude. Disappointing. Eo and fucking look at you. Jesus Christ. I want to see what this guy tweets if Okada ever works with WWE. Oh, this is a generational signing. He would. He fucking would. But for now, you can get in the bin. Stay there. Uh, you know, you know the bin with a big WWE logo printed on it. You ever, you know, like when the fucking like custodian dude comes by every night and he's just like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not dumping that." He just fucking stomps on it a bunch of times and squishes <laughs> it down. I hope that happens to you on the bottom of the bin. You fuck. Well, they are marked, and that's the shit they say. <sighs> All right. On a better note, let's find out who will face Chris Reed in the King of the Mike semifinals. Again, it's a newcomer versus a veteran. Beer has been bouncing around the trivia game for a while, but now he has his size set on the promo game. But first, he's got to go through Max Wrestling's promo original, Ted P. De Niro. But here's the thing that y'all forget. He's also part of the MDO. And because I'm the cool guy and my glasses weren't so far away, I'd put him on and just be a total McDouchebag. So with that being said, Beer... He's got to wait another week. Why? Because I say so. Because I helped his petition. I'm moving his petition. I'm getting his voice heard. So because of that, Beer owes me a favor. And Beer's going to help me by extending it next week, which just means that now we get two promos next week. So that gives you all a bigger reason to come back next week. So we're going to have to skip it right now. But it's okay. We still got plenty of stuff to get into. Don't worry. Still a lot more to go. We'll be all right. All right, Beer, you'll be all right. So we got two promos next week. Well, in that case, and I guess maybe we should fill this time with the huge TK-like Ouch. announcement for this week. So here it is. Um, where, where where's Travis at? Um, but no, nobody's seen him since Promo Mania, but he's still the goddamn group MVP. Um. Travis is has been group MVP for over 700 days now. Jesus and Christ. When by the time I'm not sure what it's going to be at fight for the knowledge, but by the time we get to promo slam, um, if he's still group MVP, then it will be two complete years, 730 days. So it seems like nobody's going to beat Travis. So before no. I get to the Bigger announcement. The first big announcement is here's a brand new title design for the group MVP. Enjoy it. It's just for you, Trav, for now. Um, but wait, there's more. So, just like Triple H did with Roman Reigns, we're, we're undercutting Travis. Um, if you can't beat Travis, you can win a different title. 
So now, not only is there going to be a group MVP championship, but there's going to be a group EVP championship. Hey, so if you're right. just below Travis, you will be the extra valuable player. Love it. Love it. Uh, and just God like WWE, man. those two titles are very similar. They're just different colors. I don't like it. <laughs> it's all, all right. good. One of these days when, when 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 Travis gets toppled, it'll you know we'll fucking scream from the rooftops and burn down the village. Somebody that I think we're gonna get some people bouncing around between the EVP for a few months, and then finally somebody, somebody somewhere is gonna post just enough to beat Travis. Like we said last uh, a couple weeks ago, DC came very close. And if I'm not that mistaken, did. the first group EVP, which will be announced at Trivia Takeover June 29th, is probably going to be between DC and Chad. They, those two are always up there next to Travis. Likey, I likey. Get posted, folks. Um, and since we're already in the 28-day window before Trivia Takeover, um, qualification for EVP has already begun. Again, get both and hurry it up. All right. Now, so in other news, um, so Roman had his new title, but then that was only half the story because out comes the Usos because, of course, Jimmy super kicked the shit out of Roman. Yes, he did. Um, in Saudi. Yes, he did. <laughs> Jesus, somebody was mad about something. I'll tell you what. Ro- Roman owes him money. I, that or so he ate his leftovers. I don't know. <laughs> don't do it though. I don't know what you did, but don't do it again. Shit. Um, and and just when we thought Roman had forgiven him, they, you know they hugged. Roman starts crying. Income. Oh, oh, and also Solo stepping to the side, and just like we thought he was gonna align himself with his brothers, his literal brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comes the Samoan sp- uh, the Spike. Just drops Jimmy. So, a new layer has been added to this bloodline feud. You can't beat up the tribal chief and not get your ass beat. Um, So, we've seen rumors that Jimmy's going to be next to challenge Roman for the title. I'm just waiting for the big breakup now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I think we're leaning towards is the giant breakup, the giant demise of it all, and where it all comes crumbling down, where I guess the only person that's going to hang out by Roman's side will end up being um, Paul Heyman. But, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to figure out where does this fucking thing end? Yeah. Where do you end? Does it, does it end up being Jay? Is Jay the guy to win it all? Do, do you, is there some random, do you build up LA Knight or something? I don't, I mean, there's obviously a joke. You know, but do you build up a competitor to try to to try to finally take down Roman? Do you bring out something? Do you bring out an outsider? Do you beg the Rock to come back? Like, what 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 the fuck? What are we gonna do? Because I've been this was my problem from the whole jump. It's like, yes, this is great. We can make a million stories out of this. He could face Jimmy. He could face Jay. Hell, he could face fucking Paul Heyman for all I give a shit. But where's the stopgap? Where is this gonna be over? Who who could beat the guy? We're in Bob Backlund territory. We're, that's, we're, that's where we're at. We're in Bob Backlund territory. He's going to scream on the mic like a belligerent idiot, even though he's actually good on the mic. I'm just comparing him to Bob Backlund. And he's going to have matches that we don't give a shit about. Because we know he's going to win. Because nobody's going to beat Bob Backlund. 
So and yeah, he hasn't talk- actually defended the title since WrestleMania. So, so, so why? So he ain't defending the bitch in two months, but yet thirty day vacants and all this other no, shit. Because uh, he didn't work backlash. He went for the tag titles in Saudi. Yep. What happened to this thirty day defense rule, man? Oh, that that's been forgotten about me. I always think that is. Um, I mean, I used to defend it by saying. Well, I think it's if they're not able to defend it within 30 days, not if they just don't defend it, which kind of makes more sense. Um, Right. But because Roman is able to defend it. But in reality, the truth is they just use that rule when they remember or when they need it. It doesn't actually exist. When when they need it, exactly. (laughs) It's in the back pocket. Um, But yeah, they they are letting Roman glide through this reign uh, this year. I mean, to be fair, the first year, maybe the first year and a half, he did really work with that title. And he was defending it every month, every pay-per-view, showing up every week. But he's had a very relaxed schedule the past, what, nine months? Oh, fuck yeah. Just fucking on easy street, baby. Roman's on easy street. And good for him. But he's been on easy street. Yeah, good for him. But, I mean, if you're promoting him as this Big ass champion that nobody can beat. Prove it. Yeah, that's where I'm at myself. It's like prove it. Start having, start having him defended every fucking pay per view or every what he would would fucking what would, would we come up with? E, uh, oh, uh, P- yeah, PLE. There you go. The PLE. So it's like, come on. Do we just? It's no. Granted, I, I we're talking shit. And fucking, if you look over on the other side of the coin, MJF has all of fucking three defenses. True. You know what I mean? Um, it, they've all come on as pay-per-views. So at least yeah. he's like, at least he's competing on the pay-per-views. You know what I mean? Unlike Roman, Roman is like, well, I'm going to do a tag this week. And then next week, I'm not going to be there because uh, you square or whatever. And yeah. I mean, yeah, the thing with MJF is he doesn't, he's never wrestled very often. He's always been the mic guy. But yes. what he says is true. When he does wrestle, people talk about it. The dark collar match, the Iron Man match, you know, the four-way. Um, and their pay-per-views are much more spread out, so it's easier to only defend the title at, at every pay-per-view. Um, but at least he's there every week, and even if it's just to cut a promo, he's on the show every week. Every week. Without, without fail. There are the differences. And yeah, we'll just we'll just uh, have to see if this leads to Solo. I mean, what's it going to take for Solo to abandon Roman? He's already seen Jimmy and Jay treated like shit. He's been yep. forced really to attack his own brother. Yep. But you can see Jay now slip back into that kind of fear of Roman side of him where. Before he stood up to Roman out of anger, but now he's seeing Jimmy stand up to Roman out of anger, and Jay's like, "Shit, I know what the consequences are, Jimmy." Whoa! Don't do that, brother. You're gonna get beat up. No, um, you know, I I don't know what it's really gonna take to to get Solo out of it. It's it's weird because I I'm I'm with you as like, and then here's the other fun thing. I was the I was the middle 
brother. You know what I mean? I was the I, I've I've had multiple brothers, so I get how this is. And deep down, you're just like, yeah, fuck, beat their ass, yeah, fuck, motherfuckers, <laughs> they, dude, they ate my cake or they took my soda. I don't, whatever dumb reasons, because we're brothers and that's how we get down. But it's it's also one of those things where it's just like fucking such blind loyalty to your uncle that it's like it's getting. I don't want to say weird, but it's getting to the point of. That's just his enforcer then, right? That's what it's going to be. And then is, does that mean Solo's the guy that's going to beat him? Is, is that what we're planning for? The guy that's eventually going to be the ultimate turning guy? Or does he end up being the reason why Roman loses? You know what I mean? It turns I mean, out that, it, you know, well, maybe we get all the way to Jay. And because that's where it all started. And that's where the fans want this to finish. Where at least most of them, or at least people, a lot of people that have been following the whole thing from the jump. I'll go with yeah. that. They want Jay to win it. And so say that ends up happening. You can have, oh, well, Jimmy's banned, but Solo's right there. Well, Solo turns on him. And then we finally get, oh, you know, Roman got beat and everybody's back to Norman. And it's like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the East and shit. But I I really don't know what else it's going to take to break this guy away from him. I mean, I definitely wanted Sammy to win the title more than Jay. But that ship sailed. Oh, fuck. Now they, I don't ever they had that Sammy. lightning in the bottle and they just threw the bottle in the fucking ocean. Well, not only that, but you can't fucking tear Kevin and Sammy apart now. They're the greatest thing I've ever seen. Especially Kevin. He's just like, hey, hey, telling Chad Gable, hey, hey, do the thing I like. It makes me chuckle. He's like, what? <laughs> you know, say the word I like that makes me chuckle. I think you, I did it. You are so welcome. I'm just like, I they, fucking love Kevin Owens right now. They've developed this great dynamic where Sammy's the same calm, cool, collected one yep. and Kevin's just <laughs> Batshit crazy. <laughs> yes, dude. And he just wants to fight everyone and everything and punch guinea pigs. You're not supposed to come out here. When you're, when you're, when you're, somebody's supposed to call your name. You can't just come out here. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know who told Kevin to just go fucking ape shit, but thank you. <laughs> thank you, bro. <laughs> I needed Giov- this, Kevin. Giovanni, you never speak. <laughs> <laughs> that whole segment was the best. <laughs> It's making me want to fucking watch. Like, I've been saying that watching WWE has become one of those things where it's um, it's it's not as much of a chore anymore. You definitely want to get up and walk away at points, and I mm-hmm. definitely do that. I do have it around in the background at times, but I'm getting to the point where it's starting to become part of my routine again. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's it's I, I like what they're doing. Don't stop. Um, but yeah, Roman is like the last thing I give a shit. But, yeah, but whatever. I mean, it's there's a bunch of stories to build it around. So again, you we can have Jay win it with the help of his brothers. Well, maybe maybe they all fuck him over and somebody else wins it. I don't know. We can figure it out. They can figure it out. Hopefully. Yeah, maybe next year's WrestleMania will end like Richard III. Everybody just comes in and takes the turn stabbing Roman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And, like, the refs just, like, turn his back and shit. Right. <laughs> like, yep, yep. We didn't see nothing. Just for Vince to get all pissed. I don't know. That'd be awesome. And then just drop the at two solo. Boom. Bam. Shakespeare. Give me a check. Um, uh, so, SummerSlam, we probably getting Cody and Brock part three. Um, a chord. This comes from Brian Alvarez, I believe. There's a stipulation that we haven't seen in a long time in WWE. Yeah. But according to better wrestling experience, it will not be a dog collar match, which many people suspected because obviously it's Cody. 
that's Cody's thing. He's a dog collar mount. So Uncle Dave had uh, had said a couple of things on the last few shows, actually. Um, the number one thing that he kept saying over and over and over again is Brock Lesnar is he gets away with a lot more than other people. Let's, right. let's start with that right here, right now. <laughs> and he has already been given the thumbs up for color. And we know Cody is down to bleed. Oh, yeah. Without question. But. But, 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 but the last time he did it without a fucking blade, he gave fucking uh, uh, Randy Orton a concussion. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this game where, oh, I can slice him with my elbow. Homie, you haven't been training in a long time. Even if you were in the peak of training and you could with one blow, I don't we don't need it. We don't need it. Just gig Just for one time, one time only let him fucking gig. Now, Uncle Dave did mention nothing about the dog collar match. He did say it was going to be a stipulation. Mm-hmm. Brian was leaning more towards, well, well, maybe like a strap match then. I'm thinking it's going to have to be something like that where they're like, they can't go away from each other. Or I really don't want it to be a cage. I just feel like a cage is lazy. Well, if it's he something we haven't more. seen in a long time, it can't be a cage. No, that's why I'm saying like, give me like a strap match. I'm pretty can't, sure we've had strap I oh <laughs> we can't do that one we can't do that one bad attitude error um but I mean didn't we just have a I, I swear we've had strap matches on like NXT yeah so yeah you could do a strap uh, match for sure I mean if it's something we haven't seen in a long time and you just mentioned that they're both uh good bleeders mm. would they get away with a first blood match see now there we go I like that one where you, you can literally brawl all over the place. Which would help make the fucking whole story easy. You can also make it one of these, uh, oh, oh, what's the fucking internet term right now? Ultraviolet kind of matches where the yeah. AEW fan would be like, oh, this is my kind of match. And I mean, it would work out. You could have him fucking fight all over the place and, you know, first blood, you know, oh, I hit him with a fucking this, I hit him with a that. No, oh, he's not bleeding yet. Then all of a sudden, fucking Cody's just all over the joint. Whoa. So, so there's been 10 first blood matches in WWE. Oh. The last one was John Cena versus JBL in 2008. Then obviously they went PG. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that but fits it, the bill. Hasn't been around for a long time. Um, it If they've got permission to bleed, then perfect. Yeah, because I don't think you can do an Iron Man. I, I'm trying to think of a bazillion other steps that you could try to have, and none of them sound good. You know, you yeah. can't have you can't have Brock and Cody in a tables match. Can't do a ladder match. You can't do uh, a street fight because what you, you might as well do something with a real step. You might as well do a first blood. You might as well do. Um, I, I would I would be afraid of a. I think they're gonna go like last man standing or something stupid like that. And I'm like ah fuck, I don't want that. No, but I, I I like that. You know, give me I first off, I'm number one with that one. If don't don't tell me no dog collar match because now you're gonna tell me and now I really want a dog collar match. Okay. I, let's just keep it fucking honest with me here. Shit, when was um, the last dog collar in WWE? Um you know what? I don't think they ever no, that's I, I don't want to say they've never done them. I just don't think they've done them often. I remember the strap matches more than anything. But I don't really remember them doing a dog collar match. That was always like a WCW thing. Yeah, let me take a look. Um, 
Uh, Punk's done a few. Oh, Shocking. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I don't think WWE's ever done a dog collar match. So then they'll probably not do that because if they've never done it, then they're not going to start now. No. Even for Cody. Sorry, bud. That's, that's okay. So then no dog collar. Bullshit. Um, okay. So then we'll go either fucking strap match or first blood. Either one of those two would work for me. Now, strap means that there's likely nobody is going to bleed. Mm. Oh, well. I assure you the strap part of it will be entertaining as fuck. However, the first blood match, I just, I, I'm afraid Cody's fucking forehead is too goddamn paper thin. That he'll, he might get hit with something a little too bad way and then, bam, just fucking bleed everywhere on accident. And that wasn't supposed to be the end of the match, but now it's the end of the match. Yeah. Like, when I heard hasn't been seen in WWE for a long time, the first thing I thought of was a stretcher match. Oh, hey. Didn't think of that uh, one either. Last one of those was also 2008. Batista versus Shawn Michaels. Nice. Um, okay. Actually, the last one we've seen in general was in 2015, Eric Young versus Kurt Angle. Oh, nice, TNA. Hmm. I mean, again, if we're talking about a match from their past. Like, you you, get, like, you per- hit it perfectly. A stretcher match is a past one. Like I said, I'm, I'm leaning strap match. Like, me, like I, I just feel that's where I'm getting this feeling. It's like, ah. You can't go nowhere, and I'm going to beat your ass. And it's like, you really want to get Brock Lesnar a strap? Oh, well, la- last time we had a strap match in WWE, this was NXT. So I don't know if it counts. Was Drew McIntyre versus... No, wait, wait, that must have been SmackDown. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Uh, last year. Oh, well, then, yeah. Well, then, okay. Well, then, no, we haven't seen it in a while. Then strap is a no. Fuck. Uh, what other matches haven't we seen in a while? I've got this giant-ass list of match stipulations in front of me. Believe it. There's all kinds of crazy things on here. Spiderweb, death, um, Sicilian stretcher, um, shop of horrors, shitstorm death. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's got to be a CZW thing. <laughs> Has to be. Has to be. There's only ever been one. Um, it was in... H2O Wrestling, Hardcore Hustle Organization, and it was True Blood versus Neil Diamond Cutter. Nice. Last year. I fucking love those names. It's great uh, shit. Anybody who's an indie expert, please explain to us what the fuck a shitstorm death match is. I'm intrigued. Very intrigued. Uh, we got Russian Chain. Oh my god. Uh, Ring of Death. Uh, Ring of Fire. So it's not going to be a Ring of Fire. No, sir. Punjabi prison. Oh, yeah, I, fucking Punjabi <laughs> prison with fucking Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. I keep seeing posters fans have made well, of, like, Jinder versus Seth or Jinder versus Roman in a Punjabi That's, prison. I'm like, do it. Do it. I'm down, actually, for that. I'm down. <laughs> but no, okay, so if we want to be fucking dumb for a second, Cody Rhodes is half Cuban. Okay. So what kind of dumb Cuban mask can we throw him in? <laughs> Is there anything named after Cuba? Right. <laughs> no, nothing Cuban. Nope. Damn. <laughs> I was like, come on, stereotype match. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll have to see. It's this is what I hate about the E. Is this like, you know, you could go right for something and they could swerve you with something just as good, but safer, 
And it's like, nope, it's probably going to be a fucking tables match or something ass. Yeah, and it would be like, but I thought you said we hadn't seen it in a long time. And they'll be like, well, you haven't seen Brock in it for a long time. Exactly. And it was like, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, how about Texas Bull Rope match? That was Dusty's face. Hey, come on, Bailey. Let's go. I like that one. And then it, it fucking fits with, with Texas Brock. Right. With Cowboy Brock, you know what I'm saying? Cowboy Brock, Cody, Dusty, everything, everything adds up. When bull was the last match. Texas Bull Rope match? Give us a bull rope match. And you know goddamn good and well fucking um, Triple H is like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, the only one we've ever seen in WWE. Uh, Wait a minute. 90s, huh? I thought there was two. Didn't JBL and Eddie have one? Well, that's not on the list for some reason. But Dusty was against Randy. Yeah, I was going to say, no, Dusty and Randy was the only one I remembered. No, wait a minute. What was the other one? Sure, uh, JBL and Eddie Guerrero had one at Great American Bash. Are you... Because that's when JBL won the title because. No, wait. No, he didn't. No, you're right. You're 100% right. They definitely definitely had the match, but I always get get confused about who won because there was like a. JBL won. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Eddie JBL 2004. Um. I think Eddie was in the corner and JBL ran into him and just touched the turnbuckle behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's on this list. This is just bull rope. Not mm-hmm. Texas bull rope, just bull rope. There's just been many rope. more of those than there have Texas bull rope. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Cuban bull rope match. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. Kidding. So the last bull rope match in WWE was 2005. Uh, Batista versus JBL. And the last Texas bull rope match was 2007, Dusty versus Randy. So that could be a contender, too. I, there we go. Bull strap match. Come on. Um, one of them, two, please. Either way, make it violent. And please make it the last one between these two because Cody needs to move on now. Yes, dude. Yes. So does um, And everybody at home, we just gave you a bunch of match stipulations to look up. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> You are Brock, Brock's also had a stretcher match. That was against Big Show. Hey, oh, hey, fact, a big ass stretcher. It was a big ass stretcher. Um, and then final bit of WWE Money in the Bank obviously is coming up. Money oh. in London. Money in London, I like. That. Um, we got three qualified for the men's, three qualified for the women's. We got Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, and LA Knight qualified for the men's, and Becky Lynch, yeah. Zelina Vega, and Zoe Stark. Qualified for the women's. Um, so we got Becky and Zoe in the same match, which obviously means neither of them are going to win. Nope. Um, sorry, Zelina. I don't really see Zelina winning. I guess we'll have to see who else evens out the field in this one. But as far as the men's goes, LA Knight is already a favorite contender, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's over as fuck, and the guy does nothing, and it's great. So, yeah, yeah. no, give it, just give it to him. Just give it to him. He's the new Damien Sandow, but positive. Yeah, actually succeed in his cash-in. The worst Please. thing about Sandow's cash-in is he beat the shit out of Cena before the bell rang. <laughs> it took one fucking AA, and he was down. He could cash in on Seth and have a feud with Seth. All right, yeah. That, that'd Again, be my bet. Um, I mean, he ain't fu- taking the title off Roman. 
Oh God, no, no. But we say that shit all the time. Like, dude, if there's anybody that could need, you know, a good work with, it's with Seth. And it's like, fuck, an LA Knight Seth match could be pretty good. I mean, the whole thing could be good. The promos. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, See that's yeah. the, that's quality shit right there. That's the shit that makes you want to watch. LA Knight's also done something that we didn't think was possible and come up with a catchphrase that could quite possibly equal the what chance. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And the thing is, is he's not half as over as Steve Austin was. <laughs> that's the thing that's like, Jesus, this guy is awesome. Which he's league just gets bigger. better by the day. <laughs> um, interesting thing about Zoe Stark, too. Uh, she debu- She made her pro debut on this day in 2013. I should have put that in the history. I understand. Um, all right, AEW, um, like we said, Forbidden Door is coming up. Um, end of June, June 25th, I believe. And we're going to have got sure. two matches announced for it, two dream matches announced for it. Omega Osprey um, mm-hmm. 2. 2. And Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Oh. She's been wow. a dream match for as long as Brian Danielson has been over. As uh, long as birds have had wings. That one. I like that one a lot better. Because this is just, it's, first off, Omega Osprey for the U.S. title um, in, I, I want to say it was at Wrestle Kingdom, mm. was one of the better matches I've seen, not only this year, but in a while. And I'm not just riding the Omega cock, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm a much bigger Okada fan, if I was really going to be riding some wiener, just to be, just to be, just to fucking clarify, I'm not even going to lie about this kind of shit. Yeah, Paul. It, it, yeah, Paul, exactly. It's one of these things, dude. It's like, I like what I like, so get the fuck over. Um, but in all reality, Brian Danielson and Okada it, it's, has been on minds of many a folk for a minute, minute. And it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It, it, it could, like, like I've, I've already, I said at the beginning of this show, or during Shitmark, this could go down as one, if not the greatest match that ever happened. It could absolutely go down that. It could just be another one of the greatest, you know, one of the one of the many greatest matches ever. It could be shit for all we know, but I really doubt that last part. So I just, I'm so looking forward to Forbidden Door. It's it's already too super gigantic. You can literally filler the rest of this show, and you'd be, and it would be a success in all reality. But that's been my thing right now on TikTok is trying to figure out what other matches would make fucking sense. What other things could we do? That would not only be a dream match, but so entertaining that you couldn't deny it. And the first one that came to mind was OC versus Tomohiro Ishii. And I'm like, you can make that one for the AEW International Championship. And heaven forbid Ishii were to win it, that's not a bad thing. Because Ishii could fucking be a guy that could show up in AEW and compete with anybody, everybody, and do awesome. Uh, another match I was thinking about was because uh, El Desperado had just had a, a stint in GCW. So I thought, and he called out Mox afterwards. So I'm thinking maybe him and Mox in a street fight or Texas death match or something like that. That could be really cool. I thought about um, Wheeler Yuta, like Wheeler Yuta against maybe like Hiromu Takahashi or maybe against Shingo Takagi. You know, obviously, there's a they they've planted the seeds for Takeshita and Kota Ibushi. If Kota ends up signing with AEW, there's 
Forbidden Door has officially become the land of the dream match, and you can make up anything and it'll work. It will work. Yeah. I'm so excited for this fucking show. Yeah, they, they're probably going to sell out just on these two matches, but I think oh. we're getting um, a four way on Rampage tomorrow to determine number one contender for the women's title against Tony Storm, which I think is happening in the Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember everybody's in it. There's Britt Baker, there's Sky Blue. Yep. Um, Is Willow in it? Not Willow. It's uh, Nyla and um, fucking hell. (laughs) I I just fucking seen the thing, too. I I think it's more likely to be Britt Baker anyway. I, well, that's my goal. Is I'm thinking it's going to be Britt Baker. Now the question immediately comes up with, um, does that mean it's Britt's to lose? Does she win it immediately? Like, that's where I'm at. Mm. It's a tough one. Because oh, and Mercedes Martinez. Oh, Mercedes, that's it. Um, yeah, Britt's got to be the favorite in this match. Um, although, I mean, it'd be nice to see somebody like Mercedes go after Tony Storm, but it's a lot less predictable now that Tony's a two-time champion because she's had her time in the sun, and we we felt like this was a knee-jerk reaction to Jamie getting injured, so yeah, I guess it could go either way. Hmm. I. <laughs> and already, I'm I, like I said, I'm stuck on Brit. You can yeah. have, but my whole th- here's my thing. If, if this comes down to, it's going to be a match for Forbidden Door. You have to have a name, and I'm and I and I really do like all these ladies. I mean, I'm a fan of Sky Blue, but she. If we're talking about we don't know nobody. You can't have her. That's that's nobody. Um, Nyla, I don't think would get the proper pop. And in all reality, she has floundered. She is basically a mid-carder, even though she was the first AEW Women's Champion. Mercedes Martinez is, has literally been so goddamn in and out of these companies, it's not even funny. Um, so, I mean, it has to be Brett Baker, right? Yeah. So then you would have to fuck her over so that way she doesn't win the belt. So I think that's exactly where they're leading, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Keeps the feud going with the outcast until Jamie's healed up. Bingo. Um, so on to Dynamite. Uh, we kicked off once again with Orange Cassidy busting his ass uh, off, defending uh, that international title against Swerve. Um, mo- a lot of people thought Swerve was going to be the one to dethrone him. I did too. I really did. I thought. I thought maybe this was the chance. This was the opportunity. It's going to be Swerve, and then I'm just like, no disrespect to Swerve, buddy. He's on fucking fire. And if there's anybody that you're going to help, that you're going to need help from for this Forbidden Door show, it's Orange Cassidy. And you can't have him lose his belt. And it's like, damn. You know, I, I, again, I feel for Swerve. I don't think he lost any momentum in this one. I just, he looked like he had about three or four different near falls where it looked like he was going to win it. Yeah. And they gave close. him all the motherfucking momentum, all the momentum. But it turned out to be orange in the end, and it's. Well, I could see him hanging on. We'll see. I mean, Swerve definitely didn't lose momentum because Orange 
cheated to win, mm-hmm. might I add. I'm holding the tights. All the fucking um, tights. He almost pants the poor guy. And these guys clearly are not through with each other because after the match, Mogul Embassy attacked, and then in comes Sting and Darby to make the save. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we get Orange Swerve 2 at Forbidden Door. Maybe there's a triple threat, a four-way. I don't know. But, like, yeah, Orange Cassidy's got to defend that title of Forbidden Door. He's been running wild with that championship. Um, he's over as fuck, no matter what people want to say. Even, oh, yeah. even when people want to give Matt Hardy shit for comparing Orange Cassidy to The Undertaker, which he did in context. If if you give the context, it makes sense. People don't um, like context, bruv. He said, you know, they're both great wrestlers who got over with ridiculous over-the-top big gimmicks, and that's exactly right. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a nail on the head of a thousand percent right. You know, Orange Cassidy may not be at the legendary level of The Undertaker, but Matt Hardy's completely right in that statement. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. It's an over-the-top gimmick, and they're making it work. You don't like it? Too fucking bad. I hate to break it to you. It's like, what the fuck else you want him to do? They're making money. And when people started giving him shit for that, um, he responded with... He also compares Vince McMahon relying on The Undertaker um, like TK relies on Orange Cassidy. And I wouldn't say he relies on him too much, but he does book Orange Cassidy a hell of a lot since he's become champion because he's having banger match after banger match. I was just going to say, that's all it is. It's just he's just cranking out the goodness, man. He's cranking it out. Again, we we how many weeks has it been? That he's, I mean, he's had what I think 20, 24, 25 defenses, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, I haven't seen a bad days. I haven't seen a bad match yet. I haven't seen a mediocre match yet. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing. Every title defense has been main event caliber, and that's uh, why he yep. keeps getting booked. If so it works, again, why not? And I'm gonna have to post this on TikTok. He is this generation's Dean Malenko. You're welcome, motherfuckers. I can live with that. Um, So BCC obviously get a win over the best friends because that's what they do. The three of them go out there and they get a win. What a match. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. I fucking... First, if I haven't said it enough on this show, I got to say it now. I fucking love Rocky Romero. I fucking love Rocky. He's the... He's so fucking good. Like, he... I don't... I don't... How this fucking guy hasn't been signed by every goddamn company and then some surprises me. Surprises me. There's nothing he can't do. He's he's over the top dramatic. He can hit all the fucking moves. He can do it all. Yeah, he's just short. Who cares? He's awesome. Fuck, he's awesome. But uh, excellent showing. Fucking Wheeler is crazy. Love the worst thing I did in this entire fantasy league was sell Wheeler Yuta to Travis. You're telling me, bud. You're telling me. I don't even Fucking know why I sold him for. Man, he was getting oh, me three points every week. Now he's getting Travis three points. Well, Travis is getting nine points every week because they keep having yep. fucking trios matches. Bastard. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying Brian Danielson on commentary every week. Oh, dude, he's great. It's, it's like having Regal back, in a way. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Nothing's in quite Regal, but exactly. it's up there. I can't, it, it, I can't imagine Brian Danielson offering to lick cream off no, <laughs> that's why I miss off Regal man so with much. a mask. 
Oh, my mans. Uh, we miss you, Regal. But no, it's good shit. I love this. Um, fucking hell, I love this. I just, I don't know what, it, I don't know what more to do now. What, like, it's just, I'm so looking forward to him and Okada. It's just like, you guys can do, he can do nothing for three more weeks and I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> fucking dumb smile and kicking my feet and shit. Okay. Um, BCC, though, are keeping busy. Uh, next week, they're getting Hangman and the Bucks, the, the Hung Bucks. The Hung Bucks. I was like, I like that name, the Hung Bucks. <laughs> um, because Kenny's still AWOL. He's in Japan so doing stuff. He didn't go to Japan. So he didn't show up. That was the thing. That was what we had talked about last week. You know, we said yeah. hey, Dominion's happening. Maybe something's going to go down. All we got there at Dominion was a lot of reveals from uh, people from New Japan. And the the video that um, that uh, the BCC showed uh, showed Okada, which was you know Brian Danielson uh, challenging him. But you know, last week Hangman did mention that Kenny is not in he's not in Canada. He's out getting some non AEW help. So again, that could mean Kota Ibushi. That could mean uh, that could mean a lot of things. And honestly, it could mean a lot of things. But I'm hoping. I'm leaning towards fucking Kota Ibushi. I know his whole dream is a wrestling school. Yeah. You can have one in the States, Playboy. You can have one in the States. I promise you. LA Dojo is killing it right now. I promise you, you can have a fucking school out here and it'll work out. <coughs> I hope it's him. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's next week. Um, man, did we get a promo segment this week? I love every once in a while MJF has these promo segments with the next guy, and they're always right. killer. Um, so awesome. MJF, Adam Cole, Trey. I, I do think MJF got the better of him, but Adam oh, Cole yeah. had some pretty tasty jabs of him of his own. Um, um, I love these promo segments. First, it's the thing that... Uh, I love it all because it's MJF is willing to, and I and I say it like he's willing to go through the gears. He's gonna he's gonna hit every little bit. He's gonna make you feel like this. He's gonna make you feel like that. And at the end of it, you fucking hate him. You hate his absolute fucking guts. And I love that. But he starts out by you know by saying you know that he you know he he used to watch Adam Cole. He's an Adam Cole fan. You know he used to turn on Ring of Honor and he would see jabronis and. Ah, uh, whatever. But Adam Cole stood out to him, so he bought more tapes, and he wanted to follow him. And you know, he he watched the Panama City Playboy and all this shit. And then the fans started calling him a mark. So he was like, "Yeah, I am a mark from Adam Cole." And I'm just like, "Bam!" Now watch everybody start calling themselves a mark. Watch everybody start calling. <laughs> oh, I am a mark for this guy. That oh, motherfucker. Now, now it's a good term, you bastards. Fucking MJF killed me with that. But he goes on segment. and on, right? That's right. Everybody's gonna be a fucking anyway. <laughs> but he's going on and on. He does this whole. He ends up using his lines that uh, Adam Cole did against Karrion Cross back in NXT. You know where it was yeah. like, you know, they gave you the fucking entrance, the girl, the this, the this. You know, they, all they do for me is ring the bell. I love that whole thing. I love how he takes stuff from people. But then he brought up Vince McMahon, and I'm like, of course you fucking would, because those all those rumors about him going to the E and this and that and. You motherfuckers don't realize that he will not be the same guy if he goes. He will not. No, will not, will no. not, mark my words, will not be the same guy. MJF cannot be MJF on a no. WWE show. He could barely be Maxwell. 
<laughs> barely be. And I, I fucking kid you not, he would barely be Maxwell. Um, but he's gone on. It's just like, you know, there was a guy up in Titan Towers that, that said, you know, you weren't main event quality, that your body sucked, and you deserve to be a manager. He's all, well, I guess Vince was right. You know, all this fucking shit. Cole comes back with some heat. You know, oh, Britt would beat your ass on your on, on her own, all this other stuff. And it and it works out perfectly. It's one of those, you know, they got the better of each other a little bit here, a little bit there. Max came out way more ahead, honestly. But I like this. I like it a lot. And they got a one-on-one, and that could lead towards an actual title defense. Yeah. That's where I say I don't know. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, do you want to get the belt off of Max right now? Is that what this is? Are we done with Max and we can want to give it to Adam Cole? Because that's not a terrible idea. It's really not. Adam Cole's pretty over. You know, he's he's got the right momentum. Or is this a stopgap? Do you set up a, another match for the belt and then fuck him over? Or does Adam Cole just lose? You know what I mean? That's where I get a little bit stuck with this you know what i'm saying it's like we're kind of in the roman reigns territory but in a, a different manner where it's a more of a i don't think he should lose because i don't it's not you know i don't blah 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 whatever reasons it's just like as much as he barely has three defenses and all this other shit he's very good as AEW champion yeah. let's keep it honest he's very good as AEW champion you want somebody to beat him so bad you're not just okay somebody give the fucking title up already with Roman, it's like we want somebody to actually beat him. Yeah, um, MJF's on a great run. I don't think there's any reason to take the title off him yet. I think it's more of a case of who's the next big guy that he can work with. Yes. We've had Brian, we've had Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Now we got, we had to fill the four pillars. Um, right. And the problem is, the guys that he's working with all deserve to be champion too. It's mm-hmm. just not the right time because MJF's yeah. killing it. That's the um, problem. So if he can hold on to that title for another few months, I'd be down with him dropping it to somebody like Adam Cole. Yeah, I can work with Adam Cole. Uh, maybe Jay White. Maybe, you know, I don't, there's a lot of guys. You know what I mean? But Adam Cole could work for me. Um, and like I said, these promos. When, in, when you've got MJF in one corner, Somebody else who's a pretty good promo guy in the other corner, and then they dim the lights blue. You know you're gonna get a fucking solid gold segment. Oh hell yeah! Good, good, good lighting work by the by. Whoever's doing that, smart yeah. moves. It's uh, it's the MJF promo segment light. Like it. <laughs> it's like one button. You know there's Beep. gonna be burns either side. Right. Um. Good shit. Yeah, bring me more. Um, all right, so I think we had a little bit of a breather with Jungle Hook. Uh, well, it was supposed to be a little bit of a breather with Jungle Hook um, defeating Drillistico and Preston Vance, but it turned into pretty bloody. Yeah, it turned into a bloody one. I enjoyed this one, too. It seemed a little bit better than I was expecting. Uh, but Jungle Boy hit, has this fucking chain wrapped around his hand, and I guess it fucking hit uh, Preston real hard, and he got that fortuitous, but he was uh, leaking, this poor guy. He was bleeding all over the fucking place. Um, but it was, it was, again, it was a good match. They ended up finishing it up afterwards. I think all signs are pointing to jungle boy turning, uh, on, on hook at some point. I don't know when, but it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, yeah. Jungle boy needs, um, a character refreshment. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't think I'd say this because he's always pretty over it, but he is getting a little bit stale. Tadbitskis. Tadbitskis. Um, I probably didn't even realize that until the four pillows came together and i'm like jungle boy is the only one that's not standing out yeah i think we had made that like joke comparison of oh well i just got green on my trunks you know i didn't come out any different or anything like that but he's done nothing to separate himself you know and then ricky starks has i think i don't know if he said it uh somebody said it no it was actually it was a youtube no it was a tiktoker um if I remembered his name right now, I'd totally give him a little fun pitch. He's an actually he's a pretty good he's a he's pretty um in between. He's not as biased. That's the terminology I was looking for. He's not as biased as, as other people. He'll give you the good, the bad of the E, and he'll give you the good and the bad of AEW. And uh he pointed out something awesome. Uh well, I wouldn't say awesome, but something that definitely should make you think. And it's if uh Ricky Starks wasn't signed to a uh NA uh, God, NWA. Jesus Christ, I'm just dying today. If he wasn't signed to NWA. Would Jungle Boy be a pillar? Or would Ricky Starks be a pillar? And I'm like, that makes you really think because they love Ricky. They oh, yeah. really, really love Ricky. And in all reality, they thought Jungle Boy was a fucking tag team guy. At least we all did. And when that went away, he didn't garner any more attention. He didn't. He garnered a lot less attention. But it didn't do much. So it's like, you know what? Maybe fucking Ricky would have been. Maybe he would have been a pillar. Maybe things would have been a little bit different. I mean, I think they were definitely testing the waters for Ricky a couple months ago when he faced MJF. Mm-hmm. Hey, they were kind of warm. Yeah. Uh, and, it, of course, he's in the main event this week um, with, with Jay Frickin' White. Jay Frickin' White. Uh, so before we get to the main event, um, TK made another huge announcement about Ooh. Collision. Um, and it, it is pretty big to be fair. It's a trios match: Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold versus CMFTR. Sure, <laughs> I like it. CMFTR. Um, Bullet Club Gold is talking about bringing in a new member. Yeah. So, well, I, I don't think it's could be it Joe. be the Ass Boys? <sighs> Probably. Now that you say it like that, could be the Ass Boys. I didn't want it to be Joe. Oh, I don't want it to be Joe. The guys and I were talking about it last night in Discord, and I was just like, I don't know if Bullet Club sells 4X shirts. No, um, I think Joe's just in there because, obviously, he's got the history with Punk. Yeah. Um, And there's talk about him and Punk working together again once Collision gets up and running. Uh, which would be great. They, they, I mean, neither of them are as young as they used to be, but they had... I know means. marathon matches in Ring of Honor. They could they could figure it. I the two old heads coming together. I'm sure could have a really good one. No problem. No problem. Let me test my limits. I'm gonna test your limits. We know where our limits are. Great. Now let's go do some stuff. And at the same time, you're kind of teasing Bullet Club Glow, uh, Bullet Club Gold, and FTR, of course, mm-hmm. tag team champions. But yeah, um, the Ass Boys got involved in the main event. Gave Jay White the win. Uh, I I can kind of see them as mm-hmm. the tag team to join Bullet Club Gold. Um, sure. Like we always joked around calling them the Ass Boys and everything when they were feuding with uh the the, um, the acclaimed. The acclaimed. But that last match when they dropped the titles was the most serious they've been, and they looked pretty cool. Well, not only did they look cool, but they had played up their heel role like nobody's fucking business. And people were giving them shit. And it's like, no, 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 no. 
this is how you do it. This is perfect. You went from being nothing more than uh, the ass boys, as according to fucking Neo Danhausen, and fucking Billy Gunn's sons. That's all you guys were. Till you started gaining heat and momentum. They came out to fucking 50 Cent's Many Men. That took over the fucking internet, by the way. Badass entrance. Badass, one of the best ones so far this year. I don't give a fuck what anybody fucking says. And because of their feud with FTR, they've gotten legitimate. Now, you can call them the ass boys, and you can fucking hate them all day long, and that's perfectly fine. Because people used to hate the fuck out of the New Age Outlaws. And then oh, they yeah, used to love the New Age the Outlaws. Outlaws. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is, it's, it, it's great. I'm loving it a lot. This, again, you went from a team, you were you're like, oh, we'll probably never see them in the limelight like that, too. They're going, they are featured. They are featured, and they're doing it good. Uh, I I enjoy the ass boys work. I like it. However, fucking uh, goddamn, uh, what's his uh, Colton? Not Colton. Is it Colton? No, it's Austin. Austin. Bro, why are your pants all the way up, bro? Why you got the high rise? I mean, you are not seventy something years old. You do not need to cover your belly button. Jesus Christ! Look like a pregnant woman running around. Yeah, um, man. Talking about the outlaws, ultimate heel move: locking uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in a dumpster and then throwing it off the uh. stage. Pure heat. Oh, the dumpster match. Oh, all the fucking heat and then some. Jesus. There's people in there, damn it. Oh, God. I could. Oh, I got to go back now. <laughs> I got to go back. That kids, kids, stuff. watch it. Go look it up. It's good stuff. That's how you be a heel tag team and have everybody hate you. Everybody. Um, And a couple of quick points to take away before we wrap up Dynamite. Christian Luchasaurus beat up Brock Anderson backstage. First time we've seen Brock in months. <laughs> Guy couldn't even gig. He used a blood pack and it looked like shit. It did look like shit. It looked it looked ah, like a stick on yeah. thing you get for Halloween. I'm like, you can't fucking gig, homie. You know how many times Arn Anderson's you... son. Thank you, bro. <laughs> look who your daddy is. He would have gigged for you, man. Shit. <sighs> Killing me. Killing me. What you mean you didn't bleed? Bam. Pull out the Glock on him. <laughs> Um, and Chris Statlander had her first TBS title defense against Anna Jay. When, as we expected, Chris ain't dropping the title. But Anna Jay looked okay. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Gave it more, uh, gave it, uh, I liked it a lot more than, than I expected. I thought Anna Jay was going to be greener than goose shit, but she's getting better. Mm. Getting a lot better. Uh, they actually pointed out in the match, she's, uh, she only got like three and a half years experience in the ring. Exactly. That's um, what I'm saying, man. Which is just before she signed with AEW, really. But, mm-hmm. The, the thing that confused me about this whole match. Thank you. Who was Taya Valkyrie getting pissed off get... backstage? I'm like, why are you pissed off? Why okay, are you mad? Pissed off that she beat Jaden, you didn't, but that's not her fault. That's your fault. That's your and fault. Then, and then she got even more pissed off that Chris won. I'm like, what do you want? Thank you. I'm like, bro, what? Like, did you really think that, like, Anna would be that much easier of an opponent? Like, I don't understand. You couldn't beat fucking, you couldn't beat uh, uh, Jade. So what twice. makes you think you're gonna yeah twice? What makes you think you're gonna beat Chris Statlander, let alone fucking Anna Jay? I, I I've seen you beat nerds. When since you've been here, my darling, nerds. I haven't seen you beat nobody else. So it's like, what the fuck are you mad about? But it's like, oh, that's and according to Uncle Dave. Well, that's how they're gonna make her heal. That's a dumb way to make somebody a fucking heal. Well, she's just randomly angry. She's just pissed for no fucking reason. I, I some please explain it like next week or on Rampage tomorrow. Yeah, why is she so fuck- angry? Yes, give me a promo of it, please. Please make it make sense. You, 
if she's jealous of Chris, fair enough, that makes sense. But I just don't get why she was angry that Chris won. Ridiculous. But anyway, uh, that's for another week. Um, Triple Takeover 8 is the next Max Wrestling special event coming to you on June 29th. And as the name suggests, Trivia takes the forefront as we celebrate seven years of the Knowledge Championship. And speaking of the Knowledge Championship, it is on the line in the first ever Champions Mountain match. As Kenny Killer defends the Knowledge Champions against the lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Fifteen questions, four possible answers each uh, for each one, and four lifelines to stand in the way of the lawyer and the Knowledge Championship. Not to mention the undefeated, undefeatable champion, Kenny Killer. Has, what's his reign up to now? Um, I think he's getting close to his longest reign, which is 215 days. Um, so yeah, he's getting there. Be hard to beat. Um, and the world championship is also on the line in a test of loyalty triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses very soundly defeated Anon Mascaras last week after Anon ducked out, but he Itch. did leave an ultimatum to defend the title against two co-MDL members, Cipher and Ted P. DeNero. But now we're not done, as there is two semi-final matches of King of the Mic will be taking place at Trivia Takeover. Now we know it's going to be Chris Reed versus... Well, we'll have to wait for next week to figure that one out. And then, of course, we'll find out more going down the line. Yeah, will it be Beer? Will it be Teddy? Um, and then, obviously, next week we'll also get in another quarterfinal match between Daniel Crimmins and Chad Malcolm. And then the following week, Moses versus Phoenix. Let's go. Part... 20 something like that <laughs> um and finally um for more information go to maxrussonnet.weebly.com slash takeover eight all right all right let's find out this week's geek of the week fucking shit pencil neck geek pretty freak scum sucking beard with a lousy proceed he's a one man no cut losing streak Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck I tried so hard to find anybody else. I really did. I. Oh my goodness. Um. So everybody knows how much I fucking loathe Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> well, he decided to take his fucking. Uh, business savvy whatever you want to call it on this one to a whole new level of fucking stupid as uh jeff jared has filed the trademark for mark heat yeah that's what he's um oh no it's a it's a word mark sorry for the word heat it's not i thought it was mark heat no it's he just tried to put he's putting a trademark on the word heat because he is a fucking heat magnet throwing tortillas in the crowd being the ultimate douchebag the whole nine yards. This is like, this is like, um, like when a bad, like when the, when like the super villain of every fucking bad of every comic books, like puts on like their ultimate fight outfit. This is what he's doing. He's just like, he is, he is officially putting on his douchebag crown by saying, Oh, I'm going to fucking trademark the word heat. 
and be a fucking douche. Which, if you guys remember, if anybody will know, I think that was uh, that was uh, uh, Smart Mark Sterling. But I can absolutely see Sanjay Dutt doing something super similar and saying, "Oh, we've we've trademarked the word heat, and anybody that uses it's gonna have to pay a fine or some bullshit." I don't know. I can already see something dumb from it, but it just fucking blows my mind. It's like you've been a part of so many companies from the fucking eighties till 2023 current day. And you're trademarking bullshit words to remain one of the most hated men in pro wrestling. <coughs> what the fuck, bro? You're, you are literally <laughs> like you're, you're causing my allergies to flare up because you're just, you're that ridiculous. It, it, there's a man that's older than you. That's in the same company as you that does not garner a fucking tenth of the attention, but is 55 times more over than you are. And that's the sting. That is the stinger. Okay. And if fucking sting can do nothing and get over, then holy shit. Why do you have to do dumb crap? Why must you fucking bring your wife in to do uh, bullshit? Fuck around shit in the ring. Why must you trademark words for no fucking good goddamn reason? Such a common word, too. Right. You may that's as well the trademark the. Right, the wrestling. You might as well trademark wrestling, you fuck. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is the geek of the week, and he's the geek of the century for all I fucking give a shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, now for this week's bestler of the week. Thank God. Um, I honestly didn't know who to give it to, but based on having a pretty good match with Anna J, um, looking like a champion, carrying that title well, um, uh, she only had a squash, well, a quick match against Jade, right. um, at the pay per view last week, but yeah, let's go, Chris Statlander. Hey, I like it. Like it, Statlander. Also, TBS champion for one week, and she's actually been on TBS. Hey! Fuck, couldn't you do that with Jade? Come on, you fucks. All right, um, we are getting a 60-second promo this week. It is against none other than Cowboy James Storm. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, hold on. Let me, let me crack a beer. No, I'm just fucking kidding. I'm not no goddamn alcoholic drinking my way into the ring. Beer money, my ass. Who am I kidding? I really liked beer money. But in all reality, you showed up in NXT for a day. We're over as shit. Everybody knew your catchphrase, and you said, nah, this ain't for me. And you went back to fucking Impact for whatever dumbass reason, probably because you're a dumb, stupid, drunk cowboy, and you really wanted your buddy Bob, Bob Rude, brother, come on, brother. Oh my goodness gracious. Um bro, weren't you also like the worst part of NWA? Like the new worst part of NWA? You're just all kinds of bad. And I'm only giving you shit because you didn't hang out in NXT. That's my only reason I'm giving you shit because I don't watch Impact. So here's to you, you fucking drunken cowboy. It's not a beer, it's an uh, energy drink. You should try one one time. <laughs> uh yes. He went back to do you know what? The Revolution was actually a pretty good stable. Um, um, but yeah, oh, he should have right. hung yeah, out yeah. in NXT. He should have. Fucking guy. He was yeah, over I don't know what the shit. fuck he did in NWA. Fuck around. 
And we didn't know that because he wasn't all over the Twitters like we are. And that's how you can keep a hold of all of our tabs by following all the fun social medias on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512, and at SMR Podnet. And of course, check out the beautifully done website, Max What Max One of these days, I swear to God, it's going to fly off the tongue like that. But uh, you can always follow all those uh, social medias TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube again. We're trying to get to the number. We're trying to get to a thousand. Um, looks like we got to kick up TikTok. Looks like we got to get back on Twitch. Looks like we got to do some things to make the YouTube a going. So uh, keep track. Maybe some things are coming. All right. And thank you for spending your first day with us. So before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, pencil neck geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. All right, so in all reality, I think I talked about this last week. We're still trying to figure out what the fuck happened with uh, the Double or Nothing review. I have literally done so much. So if there's anybody out there who's ever done any kind of weird video editing before, I've done everything possible. It is not doing it. I think what it is is I maybe have corrupted files. So I'm in the process of of re-downloading the videos, angling them, putting them back up there. So hopefully that'll drop soon. Uh, but the boys do want to come back with probably by next week, maybe the following week before Forbidden Door. That's for sure. So we can try to do the best we can to book it with our fun fantasy matches, you know, before it gets actually booked with real fantasy matches. Yeah. But uh, we'll know how that goes in a bit. Yeah, I've been having difficulties uploading the last couple of weeks, too. About, um, apparently, there's some kind of glitch with Facebook. But uh, the Lovely. solution I found was using a different browser. So. Fuck you, Edge. I'm going to Chrome. Hey, attaboy. Um, and also shrinking the video size doesn't hurt. But that takes longer, so we'll you see know. how we go this week. Damn right. <laughs> and with that said, join us next week for two King of the Mike Ooh. matches as Ted P. De Niro faces Beer and Chad Malcolm faces Daniel Crimmins. You've go. been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Uh, key of the mic. Part two. Fucking bullshit!